a little bit different. Last last week, uh, we did I focused on uh, adoption, something that we had uh, needed to talk about, regeneration, justification, all the important things that we've been talking about. What tonight I would like to do is just want to open up uh, the Word, and I want to read a little bit, and I want to talk about it just a little bit, and, uh, and then we'll we'll move into our business meeting. But I just want to share a few things with you. We've been on Wednesday nights for the last three weeks talking about wisdom. And we've been, you know, in the book of Proverbs, which is a wisdom chapter. Ecclesiastes has wisdom in it. Job has wisdom in it. But when you look at it, and, and I've always said, and you know that every book of the Bible, every single verse points to Jesus Christ. But it also is full of wisdom. From Genesis to Revelation, we have wisdom that's in the Word, and we can get wisdom out of the Word, not just the wisdom books, the books that, are, that pertain to wisdom. But you can look all over the place, and you can find wisdom. And so I want to share with you a past description in the book of James tonight. We're going to be in there with what James has to say about wisdom. Now, James, the brother of Jesus, was not a believer when Jesus was on this earth. It was after that Jesus was crucified before he became a believer. But this is just a short verse, a book. But there's some important importance to this uh, passage of Scripture. And there's a verse in here that I use on almost every single funeral that I do because James 1.12 is very significant to me about what he says about it. But we're going to talk about this. But Jason's going to put this up. If you have your Bibles and you want to just open up to the book of James, we'll be in chapter 1 and we'll be starting in verse 2. And I want to read a few things and we're just going to talk about it as we work through it. I want to read a few things and talk about that as we go through James. Okay? So I'll give you a minute. So, so when I looked at this you know, basically, when you read this passage of scripture, when you look at it, well, to me, and I, I put this in the little email that I sent, it says, ask with a believing heart. Anytime you ask anything of, of Jesus Christ, anything you ask of God the Father, when you go to Him in prayer, the Bible specifically tells us to ask with a believing heart. You know, and there's some things we'll talk about as far as. The, the way God responds, the way he answers our prayers, what he hears in our prayers. He hears every single prayer that we have. Every single prayer that we lift up to him, he hears them all. But timing of answering those prayers is, is variable. Okay? And so we'll talk about But let's just look at what James says about that together. So let's, let's read together. And Jason's going to put it up on the, the screen to start with. And verse 2 says, Consider it great joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, various trials are going to come. Trials are going to happen. Testing's going to take place. We're going to deal with struggle. We're going to have to deal through things that, we're gonna, that are hard. And, and the thing is, it's not easy being a Christian, but it says in, in James, it says, consider it great joy. And you say, well, how in the world can I consider having cancer great joy? How can I consider having knee surgery great joy? How can I consider all these issues that I'm having to deal with? How can I consider it great joy? But it says here in the Bible, consider it great joy whenever you experience various trials. Because there's a reason that you experience various trials. There's a reason that we go through the things that we go through. And, and most of that is for endurance. Okay, so that we can endure those things, and God, God does that for us. But experience it great joy when we go through various trials because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. So what the Word says, it's gonna, we're going to be able to, to get through it because when we get through it this time, it's going to be easier next time because when I get through a certain trial, I'm able to help somebody else get through their trial that's very similar. For instance, next week, man, we'll have a, an experienced team of knee 
uh, surgery candidates. If you have a knee problem, you just come to the quorum and, and see, get with our knee team, and they'll walk you through every bit of it, right? We've even got some shoulder people in here. But the thing, you think about it. You can help somebody else. That's what produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking for nothing. So James is trying to tell us to, to let it have its full effect. Man, we want to get everything out of it that God has for us, all right? So we move on, starting in verse 5. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God. That's the first thing. We've talked about that in the wisdom chapters. We talked about it in the book. If you lack knowledge, or if you lack wisdom, or if you lack understanding, or if, if you don't completely understand it, the first thing you're supposed to do is to ask who? God, go to the Word. Go see what God's Word says about it. Open it up and see what God's Word says about it. Ask God. And these, these are, here's the, the best part of this scripture is when you go on, who gives to us generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. When you look at that passage and verse of scripture, you think it's like, God wants you to ask him anything. You say, well, he's, he's too busy. He doesn't, this is an insignificant issue. You know, why did I stick my hand between that, that, that tractor piece and that, that tongue on that tree? Lord, help me understand why I did that, right? Huh? No, help me get through it because it's just an insight. You, you, he says, ask him because nothing's too insignificant that you can't take it to God, that you can't ask him, and he's willing to answer your question. He's willing to come back to you. He's not going to say, Terry, that was a bonehead thing to do. <laughs> That's not what he's going to say. He's going he's to answer your question when you ask him. You think about it, and I'm making light of that for Terry because I cut my finger with a pressure washer last year. How, how bonehead was that, right? You know, same thing. I told him, same, and I'm still dealing with it. But the thing is, is it, you ask God, he gives it all generously and ungrudgingly, and he'll, it'll be given to him. Now move on. But let him ask in faith without doubting. Man, that is so important. We have faith. We need to trust Jesus Christ. We need to have faith in Jesus Christ. But we need to have faith without doubting. And that's a, we don't want to be doubting. We don't want to say, Lord, please help me through this surgery. But I'm not sure you're going to do that. That's doubting, isn't it? Lord, help me through this surgery, and I know you're going to get me through it. Whatever the outcome is, he's going to walk with us through it. He's going to get us through it. We don't want to have doubting because that's something that we, we want to make sure we stay away from. For the doubter is like the surging sea driven and tossed and turned by the wind, which means he's up and down. I mean, he's up and down. One minute he believes, and the next minute he, he's not sure. You know, that's what we're not supposed to do that. All right? All right. Now, that that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord being double-minded and, un, uh, and unstable in many ways. And we'll, 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 we're going to go over all that again, okay? Then drop down to verse 12, because this is one of my favorite ones here. Blessed, and you could say that this is like one of the Beatitudes, because it starts with the word blessed, okay? Or blessed, however you want to say it. It's the one who endures trials, Blessed is the one who endures. God blesses those people who endure trials. You know, we're going to deal with trials. We're going to deal with testing. We're going to deal with struggle. It's going to be hard. There's going to be times when we don't understand why we're having to deal with certain things we deal with. But the Bible says blessed is the one who endures the trials because when he or she has stood the test, he or she will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. What did God promise us? 
eternal life in heaven with him for those who believe upon the name of the Lord, those who place their faith in the Lord, those who trust in him, those who have endured. That's what's going to happen for those who love the Lord. All right, so let's look at a few things this, this evening. James 1.5, all right? James 1.5, we're encouraged to ask God for wisdom that we often lack because he literally will give it to us. He lovingly, he gives it to us. He will not hold it back. Now, the context of this passage basically is based on trials and testing because they're going to come. There's going to be trouble. There's going to be sickness. There's going to be cancer. There's going to be surgery. There's all kinds of issues that we're going to have to deal with. But here's the question. What should you do when trouble begins? And the Bible strictly tells us, go to the Lord, pray, ask for his guidance. We do that all the time in the deacons meeting. That's the first thing that we do. Before we do anything else, we're in, we're in prayer, unified, asking God to lead us, to guide us, to show us all that he wants us to know and all that he wants us to do. Now, go on and looking further. James reminds us that this passage, about this passage, when he responds and suggests God uses trials to build us, to bless us, to, to enhance our life so that we have endurance, all right? As a result, the Lord watches as the believer develops in the areas of perseverance, spiritual maturity, because we're on a spiritual journey. He's growing us. He's moving us from one place to another. It is a movement process, all right? Trials help us to grow spiritually. And they help us to grow closer to God as we lean on his promises. They help us to grow. We want to grow in our relationship with him. And that's what it does. Now, there's three things I want you to look at, three resources in this passage of Scripture. Two of them in verse 5 and then one of them in verses 6 and, and 8. And these are some important things. Something we talked about in verse 5, he talks about wisdom. That is something we're seeking from God. In verse 5, he also talks about prayer. Asking for it, for God to give us wisdom. And then in verse 6 and 8 is faith. Those are the important things in that section. So there's three key elements of Christian faith. And we use these as says like we need. These are two words. And just like this, this morning we talked about if we, two words that were important. We're going to use we need. These are three things that we need in order to have Christian faith. One, we need God's wisdom. We need to ask him for it. He needs to give it to us. We've got to have godly wisdom. Worldly wisdom will not get us through, the, the navigate through the issues that are in this world. We've got to have God's wisdom. We need prayer. We need prayer time. We need a relationship with him. We need our daily prayer time. We need our corporate prayer time. We need prayer. We need wisdom. We need prayer. And then thirdly, we need faith in Jesus Christ. We need to trust him, and we need to have faith in him. Now, when James had done the... Uh, what he's done in this passage, he painted a picture of us that God is willing to help us. He's willing to answer our prayers. He's willing to, to be there for us no matter what we do, what time of the day it is. He's willingly ready for us. Now, that's another characteristics of God. We, look at, we talk about characteristics, but willingness is his, uh, another characteristic. Availability is another characteristic. He's always available for us, all right? So you think about it. Possibly in one time or another in your life, you've asked God for directions or guidance for a particular issue, but maybe you did not feel that he actually gave you the wisdom that you needed in order to handle the issue that you were facing. So let's look at this. The book of James deals part of the problem with unanswered prayer. So let me give you four answers that God gives for prayer. Three of them you probably know right off the bat, but the fourth one you might be saying, uh-oh. So this is these. these are four answers to God's prayer. When we pray, he says yes. He says no. He says wait. Or this is one I added in. Or he says, you must be kidding. 
You know, are you serious? You know, what are you asking of me? But that's the thing. Just look at the things that then we answer prayer. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith without doubting because that's so important. When you think about it as a parent, uh, you tell your children or you lead your children and they doubt that. They, that displays you. The Father is the same way. So without faith, it is impossible to please God. We have to have faith if we want to please God. If we go over to Hebrews eleven six, it says this. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Seems like that's what I just said. Since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So let's look at a few things more, for a little more scripture. Without faith, it is not possible to be the one to walk with God. And you think about it. We talked about the walk this morning. Without faith, you can't walk with God. You can't walk in the light with God without faith. Genesis 5.24 says... Uh, well, let me back up. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith and not by what? Sight. Not by sight. All right? We walk by faith because a lot of times we don't see it. We don't understand it, but we have faith in Jesus Christ. And that is the way that we walk, by faith, not by sight. In Genesis 5, 24, we talk about Enoch. We're told that Enoch walked with God. We know that other, uh, other people walked with God, that Abraham walked with God. But Enoch walked with God. And in Hebrews eleven five, it says this, We see that Enoch was taken away and did not experience death. He was taken away and he was approved as the one who pleased God because of his walk that he had with God. Now, the Christian to walk indicates the believer's daily conduct. It's a daily issue. It's an attitude. It's our commitment to, to, as a believer to God's mission, to his purpose for our life, for his will for our life. We want to be inside of his will, all right? To walk with Christ is to live a life patterned after his and after Jesus Christ, all right? The whole section there I'm going to adjust over, all right? The Bible says that we must not be double-minded. We saw that in Scripture. We might say, well, what does that mean to be double-minded? I only have one mind, but it means to hesitate. It means just like we talked about in some, some of the others. We talk about John the Baptist hesitating on baptizing Jesus. Double-minded means to hesitate. It also can mean doubting, and that's another thing. Double-minded Christians are not stable in trials. They have emotional issues. They're not stable. You want to be a stable Christian. You don't want to stand strong. You know, you want to have your beliefs and know that God's going to get you through it because sometimes it gets very difficult and it gets very hard. But double-minded Christians, uh, one minute they trust God, the next minute they doubt God, that he's even big enough to take care of it. Faith in God during trials will always lead to stability. You want to be stable in your walk. You want to be stable in your, in your belief in God. You walk with him in the light, okay? All right? Verse 12, all right? So this is important. Verse 12 is a wonderful beatitude and a promise that claims times of testing and trial. It begins with the word blessed, and it says, Blessed is the one who endures trials, because when he has stood the test... He will receive the crown of life that God has promised for those who love him. And I think that everybody that stands that test, that walks the walk, that has the faith, when, when their time of, of presentation before God, that they will receive the crown that he has promised for every one of them. Now, we owe all. We're all looking for the blessings. And we ask God for blessings. We thank him for blessings. We all want blessings. But unfortunately, 
what we often mean with a blessing is that it's more of a material issue. God, I need a, a new job. I need a, a new car. We need to sell that house. It's really being a burden on me. We think about these, but God's in, he, he's concerned about those as well. But we think about it. A true blessing, however, is a God-given capacity to experience, enjoy, and extend his goodness in life. And we talk, we've seen that in James, man. God has given us a gift. He's given us Jesus Christ. What he wants us to do is tell other people about him. He wants us to show his unconditional love, the, thing, the way that he loves us. He wants us to nurture new believers. He wants us to invest in the lives of people. He wants us to do more than just being a sponge. He wants us to, to disperse his blessings as well. Regardless of whether God's blessings include external components, they are always intended to bring an internal change if you truly have the word of god in you they will be a change when you when you when you're investing in other people other people are more important than you are when you look at that they're intended to have an internal change all right i'm finishing up with this trials open the door for god's blessings so receive them with joy pray for wisdom and grow in christ likeness walk in the light amen all right and that's what i got any questions on tonight's little study a little bit different I give you a break from, from all the hard stuff I've been giving you but, but we're going to have conference tonight we wanna, don't want to run into choir practice so, but, but this is some good, good study and, uh, and we'll, we'll finish up with that alright so let me pray for us and then we'll move into our conference time this evening Father God I just thank you for this day I thank you for our time together today Father for from Sunday school all the way through this day. God, just thank you for our ability and our freedom to come into your presence. Corporately, God, just to study your word, to, to grow in our relationship with you. God, because that's what we want. We want to get closer to you. We want to be a, have a stronger walk with you. But God, not only that, is we want to be able to share you with other people, especially those that don't know you, God, because it's so important that we bring you into their lives. And God, just help us to do that. Father, as we, as we move in our, to our conference business time this evening, God, I just ask you bless, uh, bless it to, uh, that we always be, be focused on you and everything we say and we do. These things I ask in your son's precious and holy name. Amen. All righty. So there was something I was going to say. What were we talking about right before I got up to preach? I try to write all these notes down real quick so I don't forget them all, but. All right, with that prayer, we'll call this business meeting to order. And we have the reading of the minutes from the previous meeting. There we go.
Are there any amendments or changes to be made to the minutes? Here none. Do I have a motion to approve the minutes as read? We have a motion. Do we have a second? Second. All in favor signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed like sign. All right. Um, financial statement report. Uh, does everybody have a copy of that? You can take a moment to look over that. And if there's any questions or concerns about that, uh, you can share them now. There's a motion on the floor to approve the financial report. We have a second. All in favor signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed, like sign. And that motion carries. We'll move into our committee reports. Uh, we have our committee representatives come forward and bring a microphone. Or where is the microphone, Jason? All right. So, Rodney, come on down. Just grab that mic on your way by. Hard to share with me. I we just can't do that. I think it's gone. Uh, I don't know if I can look out here and see it or not, but I'll look real quick. It's gone. It's gone. Okay. The trailer, she just said it's gone from over here that we were talking about. Uh, mine's a little two part thing here tonight. Uh, our piano in the fellowship hall is on its last leg. Piano man said he can't tune it anymore. He recommended us to get one, so we're recommending that we get a new piano for that there. Uh, it's up to y'all. I don't know what a piano looks like, sounds like, or anything, basically. We are, as the maintenance committee or buildings and grounds or whatever, we're recommending another committee go look at the piano and pick out what they want. And that's the people that play the piano. Makes sense to me. <laughs> I mean, y'all don't want me going and picking out one, see how it sounds. So, Lavanda, Pam, and Melanie, if it's all right with y'all, that is our committee to go pick out a piano. Yes, we can. If she would like to join in, we would, I mean... Or we could go get the preacher to get us one. I don't know. I don't know how he feels about that. I think we need to let the ladies that played piano, because I'm not going to take your job. Well, I could, I could, I'll suggest something, but I'm not going to pick out the piano. But um, a, a portable electric piano mm -hmm. that we could take on the front porch for Easter sun, sunrise service. I mean, just something that would move easier than that thing back there, because we were going to well, tote that baby. But what? This is open for y'all yeah. for discussion for y'all to figure out what we're going to do. The other thing to that is this one still plays a little bit. It's been brought to my attention that the Reno Community Center really, really needs something better than what they've got. So if it's all right with y'all, I say us donate this to the Community Center if it's okay with all of y'all because it's been here and served us well. But they've got one that they say is terrible. So some food for thought. Okay, now, piano players, I only see two tonight. 
I don't understand what the preacher's talking about other than this little thing that music comes out of, okay? Would, would that, and Wesley, you, you need to be involved in that too because we use it for our choir practice about there. Would this electronic piano, would it work for us or do we need a regular piano back there to practice with? Okay. And I've got, I've got a portable keyboard that I can play at the keyboard. Y'all may want something nicer, but you use it before. I could bring that one up here. Okay, well, if you don't mind bringing that and let's see how that works. Well, I mean, we've got a little bit of time before we have to worry about moving it out to the front porch for Easter again. But we may, <laughs> we may want to use it at Christmas if we do our Christmas out back thing that we have done in the past or something. So it's something to think about. But my main thing is... We need a piano back there. We don't know what it's going to cost yet. We don't know if we want to get a new one, a refurbished one, or used one. I say let them pick out what they think sounds the best, and we get a piano. Good idea. So I guess I'm asking for a motion. Do we go look at a piano, or do we go buy a piano? I don't know how we want to do it. Well, you put care. a committee together. Yeah. You've already put your committee together. Mm -hmm. Just let them go work. Go to work. And then get 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 come back to the church. Jim, Jim's piano, Jim's, Jim piano down there. They're waiting on y'all to come. Whenever y'all get together and go down there, girls' day out. How about that? What well, West? That good? Girls will Wesley. Well, I think he's just gonna let. The, okay. I don't think he played. <laughs> okay, that's all I got tonight. Yes, ma'am. No, you're not. You, you're playing. You, listen, I was informed earlier. I'm like Wesley. I just do what I'm told to do. And I was informed today that you three, and I had forgot about Faye, but you four are in charge of it. And we want to report next, next month. And so, you ain't, wiggling, you ain't wiggling out of it that easy. <laughs> No, I'm good. Well, you said yours was two part. What was no, the other? That was it, the, the Reno. It's oh. all about the piano, but just okay. figuring out what we're going to do. Yeah, I, I've got some. Do I need to hold this for you, no, sir? <laughs> good evening. Uh, youth committee report on uh, hopefully starting in August. I'm going to try to start a youth committee kind of Bible study in the back, uh, just going through maybe a chapter at a time of uh, the Bible and discussing and things of that nature. So in an effort to try to get youth here this, in the afternoons. So more to follow on the exact day we'll start, but uh, depends on this. But, any questions on that? Nope. Okay. All right. Anybody, any other committee reports? Jason, you need to give a report? Nothing on the website? Internet, email, any of that? Okay. All right, any other committee reports? All right, so let's move into some business. So no more committee reports. Let's look at some business issues. Um, it's good to see Ms. Fran Collins back with us tonight, and, and uh, she's been kind of under the weather for a while, but uh, it was good to see Ms. Eleanor back this morning, Ms. Fran back tonight. I wanted to share with you something that the church was involved in this past month that's really an outreach ministry project. Ms. Fran had approached me 
uh, some while back about her daughter up in uh, um, Colquitt County from her sickness issues, and then she had a, a problem with her porch, front porch and back porch. Both of them were, in the, in the words of being very delicate, they were dilapidated. I mean, they were falling apart. They were unsafe. They were dangerous. And uh, she was in need of some help with that. There was a group out of Tallahassee that was willing to provide all the labor. Uh, they just strictly uh, asked if we could participate in helping support that ministry. And, and as a church, we agreed to do that through the Benevolence Committee met with that and agreed to support that financially. And uh, she got a brand new porch. Uh, she got a ramp that she can walk down without falling. Uh, it's, it's up to code. It's very stable. It looks great. Uh, I got some pictures of it if you want to 